You're listening to the Mumcast, the best weekly comic book podcast recorded in Southampton, England on Thursday nights. our 243rd episode we talk about this week's comics and in this week's spotlight james talks about sam noir around the mic tonight are hello i'm nick hello i'm jane and uh, uh we got john ramita jr in the fucking corner over there you guys are funny guys i'm drawing some spider-man and i appreciate you to back off while i'm doing it okay I what think is wrong with spider-man's fingers they're like I, sausages I, I like to draw sausage fingers okay <laughs> I think you'll find that what you're doing is officially known as inking. Tracing, you mean? Inking? Yeah. Sorry, there's a little Kevin Smith uh, yeah. joke there. I'm going to put my headphones on. I didn't have them on. I can't hear a thing anyone else is saying. Yeah, I prefer- oh, my phone just vibrated in my pocket. That's exciting. Yeah, hi, I'm James. <laughs> Rame- I'm James Ramita Jr. How's it going? How's it going out there? Jane's completely baffled, bless her. Um, how have you two been? You been good this week? Yeah, yeah. You? What have you been up to? Uh, we went to your birthday celebrations. Oh, yeah, that weekend. happened, didn't it? Yeah. You two missed each other. You were on different shifts. We yeah, were. there's a reason for that. Did you have milkshakes, James? Uh, no, but I heard about yours bringing all the boys to the yard. That looks like a, a, a Steve Ditko Spider-Man. No, it's a John Reed Jr. one. How many of these do I have to do? Uh, I don't know how many winners did we have. Well, that's you what there. I'm asking you. How many think, winners were there, Joan? I think you should do four. Oh, for God's sake. I think those are actually better than people are expecting. Yeah, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the outline uh, like this. No, I'm just gonna do it in ink. He's freeballing it. He's essential Spider Manning it. When you say ink you mean biro, because I can see biros. By the way, I'd like to reassure you, Jane, that I will be taking these materials back to work tomorrow. Oh. It feels like an oddly combative room today. James has had a go at me for drinking a uh, energy drink. It says boost on it. Is that boost as in boost the chocolate bar? God, no, I wish. What is it? has got a similar logo and colours. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they've got away with that. W- is it Capri's it? or? Um, I don't think so. Wouldn't oh, it be right. great though if instead of uh, <laughs> instead of the Red Bull knockoff, it um, was an actual liquid boost? It oh, was an actual liquid. God, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Biscuit, the biscuity ones. Yeah, yeah no, we don't yeah. want you having the one with Garana because I don't want you sitting there with a, an erection all the way through the show. Is that what Garana does? Not again. Is that what Garana does? No, I think he just doesn't want you to have an erection again. Well, he shouldn't look so damn sexy then. I do look sexy. Uh, it's because he treats you mean, isn't it, Nick? It, it have, really is, yeah. Have we addressed why I'm drawing yet? We will in a minute, it's you fine. You are rubbish at doing things. James is drawing Spider-Man's listener. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man um, is drawing Spider-Man for the competition winners of our free comic book day competition. Um, the, the the winner winner is going to get an amazing picture of Spider-Man by Michael Georgiou that my dog uh, tried to eat when it came to the door. It's still intact, I promise. But I can guess which dog. 
Yeah, oh yeah, the little <laughs> one. Um, the big one, even if she liked the taste of paper, would take too long to get up off the sofa and stuff. I would have got to it before. I'll before take then. a work in progress picture in a minute and put it on the internet. That'd be good. I think. Should I, should like I do that. five just in case I muck one up? Well, or, or in case there are five the winners, I can't remember. If John Romita Jr. is listening, please don't um, sue me, but I am tracing the, the outline of one of your Spider-Men. Why would you say that? You'll also get a... Um, the winners are also getting uh, uh, comics from Free Comic Book Day, um, which they won several weeks ago, but we haven't posted out to them yet because I'm rubbish and James um, hasn't drawn the spider you know what, James? I think, I think when people hear that you're going to draw them a Spider-Man... Yeah. They're kind of half expecting, like a stick stick drawing. Yeah, proper your proper Spider-Man drawing, not not none of this professional shit. I do a proper one as well. What we, all of them? Yeah, I do we, it on the same page. Have we talked about um, my? I'll, I'll, I'll put a speech bubble with a funny comment in each of them that would be personalised. Because didn't you do didn't you do a picture of a Spider-Man once, a Spider-Man, and yeah. didn't it remind me of when you ask someone who's really insecure to do a self-portrait, <laughs> and they draw a really little, a really tiny little scrubbly little picture of themselves in the middle of a giant piece of paper? I am racked with self-doubt and self-loathing, though. So. But but you are borrowing John Romita Jr.'s self-loving. Are you sure that's a John Romita Jr.? Well, it's got Romita written right next to the Spider-Man. Is it possible that it's John Romita who's more famous for drawing Spider-Man? Do you know, I didn't check, actually. I thought it was a JRJR, but I could be wrong. I think it's just a JR. Oh, God, that's even worse, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. No, you know, he isn't the same JR that got shot in Dallas. Yes, he is. What about, um, is he the sheriff? Yes. Did what any, about who's the deputy then? Um, Steve dog, Ditko. Deputy Dog, I think, is the deputy. Not Steve sp- Ditko is Deputy Dog. So, like, you think you've got away from him. You're like running down the bullpen. You think you've got <laughs> away from him with your like your uh, editing notes. You've given him your yeah. editing notes. He's like angry because he's famously angry about getting notes for his work. Yeah. And then you run away from him down the thing, and then suddenly he's there in the other room, and he said, "I just wanted to talk to you about." And I can't really do voices. You're the voice guy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I haven't. I haven't had time to spitball what Steve Ditko's voice might be As like. As deputy dog. Um, <laughs> you, you, you better not get me. I don't think because doesn't no. deputy dog talk really? Doesn't I he sound know. really depressed? I'm trying to multitask here. I'm trying to think about what a voice would sound like. I've had a. I've had a text message which is worrying me because it's in my pocket. What? <laughs> On all of them on. in your pocket. Do you get that worried about all of them? Well, it could be saying, know. like, Pizza Hut, buy them and get them free, and then you'll get annoyed. That's oh, true. Geez. So I'm sorry, I just looked at this thinking, oh, God, it's for my wife, it could be urgent. Um, and she's just telling me that my daughter's new bed's being delivered tomorrow. Why that couldn't I wait until I got home to be on me? It's, it's obviously preying on her mind. She probably got a text about it, had to deal with it straight away because it was stressing her out in she a pocket. Should, she should chill. <laughs> um, Jane, so alongside my uh, birthday uh, get-together, thank you for my presents, guys, by the way. That's OK. Um, I bought I Nick lo- flowers. And I got a lovely graphic novel from Jane and Steve. Oh, and I right. got flowers. No, the flowers are lovely. They're on the, su- they're on the side in a jar- jars. They were Sweet Williams. A jars, a vase. You couldn't get me roses. No, I used to. No, you used to bring I bet you wish I would again. Them. Hey, that's not fair. I've got a lovely rose bush, actually. All right, sorry, he wasn't growing them. You've He's got see, a lovely bush. You see my bush. Have I? So, anything else, Jane? Did you do anything else this uh, week? Yes, there's lots of things, including sleeping. Okay, oh, good. and dreaming about dinosaurs 
specifically Tyrannosaurus rex and Velociraptors chasing a dolphin who got pecked to death by birds. Did that actually happen? In my dream. I kind of dropped off um, and was having a very vivid dream on the... I was doing Daddy Daycare today. I, I dropped off while looking at books with Noah and woke up to the sound of, of him falling off the bed. <laughs> oh, there's no there's no greater feeling as a parent to see your child toppling off the bed is there so that's really the only thing I remember from this week oh, I, I mean I had my birthday thing and everything but, but every before that yeah, moment I, this afternoon is gone when yeah. your brain froze on is he alright and he started crying but he was alright I gave him a cuddle couldn't see any, uh, any external damage they're very malleable at that age, don't worry. It happened to Scarlet several times. Um, Unless you're the police, in which case it's, it's never happened. because <laughs> of anti... I think it's pretty because of the antihistamines I'm on, it making my dreams a bit weirder than normal. And also making me more sleepy. Well, groggy. Um, no, Jane, it's because of the potent cocktail of drugs you're on. Yeah, well, you know... One of which is antihistamine. Yeah, that's not, you know... I'm going to have to get a pill counter soon, so... Uh, Does your dealer do those? Well, I'll put a request in. Um, yeah, that's it, I think. Oh, I started watching... Oh, okay. So I started watching Fringe. Yeah? Bailed out after the second... Well, most of the way through the second episode. Takes itself way too seriously. Yeah, I've it kind heard, of stops taking itself that seriously later. I but want it to get to that out. point. Mm. <laughs> I don't think it works. Um, so I will probably pick that up when I can confirm when it's going to get less serious. And started watching Warehouse 13 on the recommendation of my brother because he said that doesn't take itself seriously at all. And it doesn't. And it is brilliant background TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I can remember. Hmm. Fringe, um, you, probably, it, you could probably save yourself some time. Really? Yeah, okay. I, I think I, it's, if if some of the key characters, if the Doctor hasn't grabbed you enough that you watch <laughs> through them, that sounds rude, doesn't it? <laughs> if the weird old creepy Doctor hasn't grabbed you enough. Ah, uh, see now he's tainted for me in a good way because he was in the uh, tainted in a good way. Yeah, because he was in the Good Wife uh, and plays a, and played a really nice, cool, eccentric character. So in this, it just doesn't quite stack up to that character. I don't so. remember him in the. the creep- oh, mind you, we only watched a few episodes. Of the that, creepy so. doctor who keeps grabbing you was in the Good Wife. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I was watching a bit of Justified today as well. I'm back on that wagon. So that's oh, good. We've- Gorgeous Timothy, wherever his face is. I didn't know. I didn't realise until I was listening to a podcast the other day that he was in Go. Oh, yes. That's where I first introduced to him. I love Go. I I knew him from Deadwood, but like I didn't. And the second I heard that, I was like, of course. He basically plays a really similar character in that to um, the, uh, is it the character... Charlie Sheen plays in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. A really laconic scumbag. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, James, to include you in the conversation, no, you remember right. the episode of the American Office where they get a travelling salesman? Um, what else happened in it? Uh, they were trying to win him and some business. I can't remember what else happened in it because that was the main storyline. I'm going to say yes. All right, that's, who, that's the actor. That's who we're talking about. I don't remember. Timothy Oliphant. Yes, very. He's very handsome. handsome. Very um, dashing. Have you seen the fourth Die Hard film? No. He might have done, but he won't be able to tell you anything. Kevin actually. Smith was in it, dude. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. There's something else I watched. I watched Cop Out. What's Oh, was that any Steve? Uh, that is, um, that is Kevin Smith's only foray into um, uh, 
directing for hire, really, sort of someone else's um, someone else's script. I'm here to tell you guys, it was bad. Yeah, he doesn't. Is that care all for, you're here to tell them? He doesn't care for it either. Um, it was meant to be Will Ferrell and oh, God, that Marky Mark. Worse. They left to do the, the odd couple, the odd couple, or whatever the film. The was other the, guys, I think. The other guys. Actually, might as well be um, and, and left them with um, a very surly Bruce Willis, as, as I remember. I think. And in Tracy Morgan. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't go well. Hmm. It, it was terrible. I really, truly. You know, when you and I watched it to the end because I thought That's, it's Kevin Smith. There's got to be a point where it's going to be. You know, it's all just a big joke, guys. And it didn't. I'm like, oh. And then I read up about it afterwards, and there was some interesting things to be said about working Bruce Willis as well on that film. Uh, he talks. Uh, he talks at length yeah. about um, that experience. He did not get the good Bruce Willis. You get a lot of stories about Bruce Willis being difficult to work with and not being that smart. That's something. Is that something? Oh, I, I had not heard that. Yeah, being a bit dim sometimes. Um, maybe it's Dan Harmon who talked about that. Um, him and Kevin Smith are practically interchangeable anyway. Uh, the uh, oh, Tracy Morgan, I, so we, we, couldn't we safely say that that film was the worst thing that ever happened to Tracy Morgan? No. <laughs> He's getting better now, isn't he? Yeah. Is he good? Is his leg all right? Well, who knows? We don't know. Well, as well as a, a leg can ever be. I would posit that... Uh, almost any cop movie, in fact, an awful lot of different movies with two men in and some with two women in, could also have been called The Odd Couple if Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon hadn't got there first. Love that film. Nick, what did you do this weekend? This weekend? This week? This week. I, uh, drank, weekend. The, I drank this, this Boost Energy. Um, it, it says on the back, carbonated mixed fruit flavour drink with taurine, caffeine and B vitamins. There's lots of details about the taurine, caffeine and B vitamins. I, I'm having trouble identifying what the fruit are. So, no, what the fruit am. That boost and your son falling off the bed. That's that and my birthday where I got presents and ate a, a burger. I hesitate. I wanted to say gourmet burger. Uh, just because it's annoying, but then I, I chose not to. Artisan burger? Artisanal burger. Yeah. I looked at a thing earlier on today about bad design, bad design decisions. It was on BuzzFeed, but we shouldn't hold that against it. And it was one of them was um, a, a, a logo, an animated logo for, I think it was artisanal um, perfume or something like that. <laughs> but the way, the way everything worked, the word artisanal... Uh, formed in this animated way and actually said uh, that somebody had broken it down. Actually, no, I don't think it was a bad design decision. I think there was a graphic designer who really fucking hated doing that job. It was broken down into the words, art is anal. <laughs> and um, and those those words all sort of came down together and made the thing. There were lots of other funny things as well. There's a cap uh, with an arrow pointing up that says... Uh, my eyes are up here. Obviously, it's the same design taken off a T-shirt that yeah. says my eyes are up here, but someone just moved it onto a cap without thinking that it doesn't make any sense. Oh, I spent a bit of time looking at the Onions BuzzFeed piss take. Have you seen that? Nope. Oh, it's really good. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but I shall, I shall put a link to it in the show notes. It's very funny. They're basically just skewering skewering clickbait sites and it made me laugh a lot that's pretty much been my week um, so how's this working for you two so far well it's, it's your turn to talk about your week now um, uh, I've got a cat 
Uh, that was good. Uh, I is it uh, though? Is the cat good? Yeah, it keeps waking me up at three o'clock in the morning. Looks sod, but otherwise it's um, it's good. Uh, how many legs does a spider have? Eight. Can you prove or that? Or is that an octopus? Oh, you better. What is it? Spiders have eight. I'm going for eight. There we go. What do you reckon? Do octopuses have eight too? Yes. Well, I'm not. I'm not doing Doc Ock. It's uh, you're getting Spider-Man or nothing. So yeah, we got a cat, Frankie. He's very nice. Um, despite what I said on the internet. I didn't win. He's not called Hobbs. Um, if you want to know more about that particular story, I guess tune in to the other podcast Nick and I do. Mm. Um, I've been watching a lot of the World Cup, which I've been enjoying a great deal, um, even though, uh, obviously, uh, the people who live in Brazil are being treated terribly. <laughs> um, I've, I've managed to basically compartmentalise that. Um, it's not that I don't care. It's just, you know, <laughs> I love the World Cup. I wasn't even going to bring it up this time. No, that's fine. Because um, I knew we were strapped for time. And, yeah, I went to Nick's thing. That was good fun. Uh, I had a stressful Father's Day, although I got lice goggles. Lice goggles? Oh, wow. Goggles. Hang on. Um, and uh, had a discussion at work today about uh, on other planets, will there be people who are 50 foot tall? Um, and would that be a gravity issue? Hmm. That's an interesting conversation so you, that you had if at you, work. If you know for sure, please let me know, and I will draw you a Spider-Man live on the show because I think that's going think really well. This could be a regular feature. I think. Are you going to do a Todd McFarlane um, style webbing, or are you going to do the old school uh, Ditko John Romita um, and John Romita Junior when he did it before Todd McFarlane did? Webbing. Uh, there's probably going to be no webbing. Good. Okay. So, good. That's uh, avoid that whole yeah, problem. Yeah. If you're expecting webbing on your Spider-Man uh, winners, um, then think again. You better get that muscle definition right in his legs, or else it's going to go a bit disastrous. Yeah, I know. How many legs has he got? <laughs> he's got oh, oh, exactly. Got hey, look, I think that's coming on pretty well. It's like he's got a super for, for a rank amateur. I think we're looking all right. I mean, this is pretty horrible. I think whoever whoever the winners are, we're going to see pretty quickly why I talk about comics and not create them. Yes. That's what we should do. Yes, we'll be talking about comics in a minute. You can talk to us about comics on the internet in various places. Um, the main place I think we all are most of the time is Twitter. Uh, there's a Mom Comics account. Jane is... Jane Comics. James is... James Mom. <laughs> and I'm going to bother. And I'm Nick Sight, N-I-X-S-I-G-H-T. Um, we do have a page on Facebook. We are on Google+. Plus. Yeah. Never stops being funny. Um, Put yourself in our circle. And uh, and also we're on Tumblr. I obviously say every week I need to get on top of that. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot. that's more for pictures, really, Tumblr is. Comic-related, not porn. Comic-related pictures. Well, I mean, Tumblr in general is has, has a lot of both. But... Um, you can also comment directly onto the post for this episode. You'll find that at... Do you want to do it? Momcomics.com. Yay. This is my bit. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> which, is your, which is your bit? I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can post directly onto the uh, episode post. Those posts have full show notes, so they've got uh, timings for all of the reviews and stuff like that. And if you use any of the links to Amazon, we, in theory, get a little bit of money back, but I think it's infinitesimally small. Um, you don't care how small it is, do you? Size isn't everything. That's what she said. Uh, the All of the episodes, all of the past episodes, all 242 
plus uh, the one that James and I uh, have never listened back to, plus um, <laughs> a few specials, probably about five or six specials for, from along down the years are all on there. Uh, lots of for them free. have shared. And they are. They're all for free, free. as Jane said. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. I think uh, most people use iTunes. Um, I use a thing called Pocket Casts, but we're also on Stitcher. And we're also on SoundCloud. All of these episodes go up on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, if you like uh, your listening and commenting experience sexed up a little bit. Not actually sexed up. I was just trying to talk like a youngster marketing type person. Didn't do well. Doesn't really it work. It wasn't artisan it? enough. No, I'm not enough. I'm not anal enough. No. <laughs> um, you can... Uh, If you leave comments at any of those uh, external third-party sites, uh, apparently it puts us in front of – it can potentially put us in front of new listeners. So that's obviously quite nice. It's nice having a bijou audience where we we love all of you and can speak to all of you uh, individually. Uh, But obviously there is no way we're going to get to quit our day jobs if – if we don't suddenly go viral, we don't. And we're not Nick controversial I, enough. Nick and I really fucking hate our day jobs as well. So we we aren't. We I don't. How do we? Who is it? Somebody told us a really long time ago that you haven't really made it until someone's. Oh yeah. Someone's slagging you off on the internet, and nobody yeah. is yet. And it's been a really long time. Yeah, it's about time one of you laid into us. Uh, there are lots of nice comments on iTunes already. I keep forgetting they're there because iTunes doesn't tell you they're there, but some of them are really nice. And well, actually, all of them are really nice. I was going to be sarcastic, but I thought I didn't. I couldn't be bothered. Um, you can also send us uh, email directly uh, to moncast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can send us email just to tell us what you think of what we're doing, uh, or just to talk to us because you like us. Uh, if you've got any spam you want uh, offloading, just send that through to us. We've got a folder for it. Apparently, Google provided that. Or frozen lasagnas. I quite like frozen lasagnas. Okay. Corn beef. Quite happy to make corn beef hash. Okay. I mean, if you're a food bank and you want to send me some food, by all means. Has it got to that point? Well, no, not really, but I'm quite tight. <laughs> That's what sh- he said. Thank Hang you. on. I'm proud of it. So, um, listeners, I'm quite tight. Um, I'll give you my email address after the show. We also accept, uh, if you've listened to the show in the past, you'll know that sometimes we have audio contributions on it from anyone, anyone who wants to send them to us, uh, preferably about comics, something comic-y, a comic that we're not talking about or that you'd like to draw more attention to, um, two to five minutes of audio, uh, it can be in pretty much any format. Uh, we we are good at converting stuff. We've got good at it over time. You. What? You've got good at it. Okay, I've got good at it over time. Um, you can you can send those to... Moncast.gmail.com And uh, if you can just queue up one last one, Jane, because there's one more coming down the pike. Um, <laughs> we also have a feature. We don't accept sponsors... Well, we don't accept sponsors. We, we do accept sponsors. We would accept sponsors. We haven't had any. I oh, think God, please. I think we are, uh, we are the only people who... Um, oh, lovely. We're the only people who aren't sponsored by Squarespace at the moment. So the only podcast, they haven't started sponsoring people individually yet. But um, Maybe Woolworths online? We could get them to sponsor us. Yeah, we could us. probably get yeah. them to sponsor us. Um, but what we do do is if you've got something you want to promote or if you just want to make a... Fat, stressed out man, say things that you've written down. <laughs> uh, we've got a little feature that we call 
uh, put something in James's mouth. Oh, no! And that goes out to you, Peter. Roughly, uh, has he, has he, like, You'll see when you look at your Twitter feeds. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Thanks, Peter. Um... What you do with that? What that is? Sorry, he's not. I know the noise is coming every week, and it still completely derails Whoa. me. That's horrible. Um, if you've got something you want to promote, uh, if you send uh, roughly a page of A4 uh, of a script, you can give him any sort of direction as well. You can say, oh, "I want you to do it. Make it fatter and more common." Oh right. <laughs> Am I going? I'm on? trying so hard to lose weight. You're not making it easy for I me. I know, but you're you're you were a big guy. It's fine. You are actually looking great. It's just the fat thing's a joke you, we do. You. I thought we were okay with the fat yeah, thing. Yeah, but it's okay when I'm doing it myself. But, you know, the whole point is self-deprecating humour. So I'm trying to stop others from doing it before they hurt me. And all you're doing is hurting me. I'd sooner be tall and fat than short and fat. Yeah, well, we oh. can't have it all, can we? Um, okay, not, it doesn't have to be fat, just common. Common as common as shit. That I'll cop to. Say, say, make it. Can can James do it in his normal voice, but more, even more common? Or um, can just can you do a voice? I want him to do a voice. I want him to be an African American or something, or a Native American, or basically, he's he's on a bound to say it any way that you tell him to he's got to sing it if he's gonna if you want him to sing it in a way that's offensive and might get him on on watch lists then he has to do it it's like a law that's right isn't it james it is the law um it's part of my bowel conditions (laughs) your bowel conditions yeah okay right okay we should move on should we talk about this week's comic? I can't move on. I just can't let you I go. I thought you, there was going to be another cue for me to... Oh, shit. Yeah, if you want to put something in James's mouth, uh, either catch him unawares while, while at his place of work or home or, uh, or when he's just out phone me town. Up. Yeah, just phone me up. Uh, phone easy. him up or, or email. Email's probably the best way, actually. Email it to... Momcast at gmail.com. Let's, let's get this back on track, shall we? Yeah, um, let's... Uh, should we talk about this week's comics? Comics! I'll go first. I only okay. have one comic. I couldn't get to our local comic book store yesterday, so I had to go to Comixology. Why are you saying it in that voice, Because John? I haven't used Comixology since they've updated their app, and it is a pain in the ass mm-hmm. to go onto the website to buy comics now rather than doing it for the app. It was All just right, so easy. I would have spent... Oh, God. Really? Yeah. For, for about oh, the last month. So no. every every other podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. It's just man and man. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Um, it's annoying, but I have aired my um, my Nickers annoyance underwear. to um, to Comicsology. Uh, but I did purchase a comic, <laughs> um, and it is called The Wicked and the Divine. Uh-huh. Ah. Yes. And it is written by Kieran Gillen with art by Jamie McKelvey. Colorist is Matthew Wilson and letterer is Clayton Cowles. I will tell you a funny story about this listener. I was very sleepy when I was reading this comic yesterday due to the cocktail of drugs I'm on. And on and the barbiturates. No. Aren't barbiturates also drugs? Pedantic. And uh I purchased this comic didn't know anything about it and I thought wow I've never had of them before thinking that it was Gillen McKelvey and Wilson 
cows were two people, and that's where their na- that were their names. And I thought, I wonder if Gillian McKelvey is related to Jamie McKelvey. <laughs> and uh, it was only when I got to the end of the comic, I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh my god! I was very sleepy, and it, the names at the top just looked like they were two people. I'm not. They might. I mean, one per. Oh, two people. Yeah. Into first four surname. People. Yeah. 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 I mean, Gillen and McKelvey are practically one person. So. Do you know? What? I thought you might say that, and also who troll also- themselves constantly <laughs> online. It's very weird. Maybe it's just one person split in two. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, this... That wasn't so much a funny story as a really tragic one. <laughs> this story, however, yeah. uh, is about um, 30 God. pages long? Oh, okay. Yeah, probably about 30 pages long. Uh, but pages don't exist on my, uh, my oh, no, internet true. phone yeah. um, device. <laughs> Uh, that it's just they're all being it's just panels they just live in the moment on their own it's the best um, way to be man yeah absolutely uh, it's about gods it's about teenage gods who can't really reveal their true selves but are famous it's interesting it's um I didn't know what to expect because I didn't really know what was coming out this week um, the writing is Gillen is brilliant it's really good mm-hmm. it's set in London so it's nice to have that UK connection it has nice references that we understand as well which is cool um, and it's you can see it's going to be quite a it's already a tormented story there, mm. there, there are characters who um, they don't want to show their true powers because it, it will scare people but they have had to and it's and it's it's caused a bit of chaos and got them into a lot of trouble but um it's the effects they have on other people as well and and if that's fully exposed that could be very dangerous mm-hmm. um really enjoyed it really looking forward to the next part of the story worked really well on my phone as well apart from the sleepiness of thinking oh who are these people how how far into it did you get before you realized that it was definitely a Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey book I'm not familiar with either right. of their work so it wasn't until I got to the end I, I have not read anything by either okay. of them um, obviously I'm aware of them they are they are quite big names in the UK so um, yeah but I didn't know okay. until I got to the end um, I really 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 enjoyed the story a really good opening really good character development as well definitely recommend you pick this up the arts McKelvey you either love him or you don't mm-hmm. I think he's getting better though as um, well so the colour was a big part of this as mm-hmm. well um, a lot of the costume design and the play on light and the play on the colour and they had like a Florence and Nightingale Bowie kind of vibe to one of the characters as well which was really cool um, yeah it was really really nice it was good I recommend you buy it I uh, I read that as well. I really liked it. I um, I should caveat the thing I said about uh, Jamie McKelvey's art getting better. It's been getting better all along, and it's been, it was pretty great in Young Avengers. But I never really got on with it that well in the first book of Phonogram, which I think was the first major thing that the two of them did together. But it's pretty much the quintessential Gillen and McKelvey book. This one. Oh right. Okay. Um, but I think it's the best one that they've done that's good it happens to I'm um, glad that's my first one then. yeah yeah it's, it's really good I, I really like it the storytelling in it's great visual storytelling in it's really really yeah, good yeah no I really enjoyed that um, it was £1.90 excuse me 
Ooh, having drugs. a bit of a, a bit bilious. Yeah, no, it's from the drugs. Uh, it was one pound ninety nine on Comicsology as well. Just that's really good. Yes, it was good. There were a few covers at the shop. I because um, I went to the shop and there were a few covers, and I'm not sure who mine is by. I want to say it's a Brian Lee O'Malley cover, but I'm really not sure. I couldn't find a, the name. Probably just not looking looking closely enough. Oh dear! You sound really wistful about that. Because now he feels bad for bringing it up, and he sh- he's like, "Oh, I should know." It's probably my fault. Yeah. Oh. Um, Gary Erskine posted a couple of variant covers for it <laughs> as well, which were really good. If uh, if you don't follow him on Twitter or Facebook. If you're on Twitter or Facebook and you don't follow him, I'm not suggesting you just join Twitter to follow one person. <laughs> that, that'd be silly. Well, um, it's very much worth good doing. Good reason, he's, an, he's a lovely man, but his sometimes but he sometimes posts really nice art, and his um, his variants for the Wicked and the Divine were brilliant. There was quite a funny meme with that yesterday. Actually, that was very enjoyable. Receiving an awful lot of love this book on the. Uh, Interweb. I feel bad for not knowing about it until I looked at Comicsology. Do you want to call it the mom, your Momcast Book of the Week? Yes. So I noticed Kieran Gillan was retweeting people who'd made it. Their Book of the, the Week. Book of the week. Oh, so okay. let's do that as um, uh, Kieran Gillan link bait. That is shameless. You yeah. like your book, Kieran. It's our Book and of I, the Week. And I have to say, I think uh, Kieran Gillan and Jamie McKelvey are two of the most sexually attractive creators um, currently working in the industry. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, it's true. I, I tell you what, I bet Jamie McKelvey can't do um, awesome sausage-fingered Spider-Man's. Spider-Man like mine. That's two I've penciled up. Yeah, the second That's one you amazing. can already see you've given up, big styly. <laughs> Shit, really? Yeah. Look how different it is. And also the you leg thing's them, not worked. Huh? Yeah, it has. No, definitely not in the second one. Well, Does it pass the squint test? Let the, uh, he looks like he's a kang- got kangaroo legs. Let the <laughs> let the uh, recipients of these fine pieces of art be the judge of that, Jane. What do they look like if you squint at them? They look like they uh, don't look any better. They look like blurry shit Spider-Man. What do they look like if you reverse them and look at them from the other side? That's how you can really tell better. what's gone wrong. Do you want to look at one, Nick? Yeah, please. There you go. Now I want to see it backwards. It looks fine that way round. It's kind of a classic pose. Yeah, no, it still looks... I mean, it looks better. It does look better. He does look a bit bulky. He looks like he's been... Not only has he got sausage fingers, he looks like he's been eating a few too many sausages. He looks like he's um, conflicted. He's either Spider-Man or The Thing. (laughs) No, she's not wrong. So that's what he could be. There you go. The Spider Thing. My that isn't what we promised people, James. I think well, you need to rip them all up and start again. Well, they, you can, <laughs> rip not, them up. That's pretty you know, dramatic. You know what you can do with that, don't you, sunshine? He's going to rip them up in front of I'm you. I'm just going. I'm just happy to call them Spider Man's. That's fine. Um, my favourite thing about that book until it came out was pretending every week that I hadn't heard anything about it because literally that was it was. I was so they were tweeting about it so much, oh, I which didn't is know fine. I think I think it. it's I'm really lovely pleased that I managed to avoid that actually because I have on browsing what I had to get for this week. That was like, oh, I really want that book. So that's the true test. Conclusive proof that it writers is. and artists really have nothing better to do than send self-aggrandizing tweets, isn't it? Really? Oh, what? Sorry, I'm concentrating on my art. What did you say? You have to, you have to promote your stuff. You Otherwise, do, you know, no one's right. going to do it for you, James, you and snarky it, bitch. It's a beautiful piece of work as well. I wish I was buying weekly comics at the moment. I most certainly would have bought that. 
<laughs> I, I wish they'd changed their avatars, though, because their avatars have been the two two characters from it for a few months, and I always get them mixed up now, and I'm never sure which of them's tweeting. That's an all-meta, meta conversation around the comic, though. It's nothing to do with the comic, which we think is great. It is, and that's the only comic I got this week, and it's my book of the week. Um, I'm going to talk about my comics now. Okay, you should do that, Nick. Uh, 2000 AD uh, continues to be fucking awesome at the moment. I had notes about 2000 AD. I don't know where I've got them, where I've put them, though. Um, the the Judge Dredd story that's been going for a few weeks is just getting so creepy and weird. Um, the Slain story that I've actually been quite enjoying has just finished. There was a little bit of Pat Mills' ideology coming in there but he was showing not telling for once so it's nice I think he's going through a, a real phase of being really good again Grey Area's gorgeous Indigo Prime's amazing and I think because Indigo Prime is so weird they're going to sneak in one of the most controversial um, controversial comic-y things going on at the moment there's some nastiness due in the next couple of issues, oh and I think it's quite uh, quite intense. But there was a terror tale in this one, um, which is their horror version of the Future Shocks. It's got amazing black and white art by Tom Foster that's kind of in the Cliff Robinson, Brian Bolland mould. Really gorgeous art. And it's written by Alec Worley. It's, a, it's quite a straight-down-the-line Twilight Zone-esque sort of uh, sort of story but it's really nicely executed I like it cool 2008 at the moment is just great and that was Prague 1886 uh, created using all of the resources of the year 18, 1886 <laughs> um, and it's £2.45 and well worth it right so uh, issue 2 of MPH uh, came out this week written by Mark Millar with um, art by Duncan Figredo Excuse me. <coughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Do you need me to call an ambulance? Need to shut your fucking mouth. Okay, can do. Um, I've got uh, I've got a cover with uh, I've got a variant cover by Eric Canet. There was a nice cover by Duncan Fagredo. There's a really nice cover by Eric Canet. There's um, on a, there's an, a Millar World because it's the uh, it's an anniversary for Millar World, which is Mark Millar's um, world apparently that belongs to him and everything. Um, that that's uh, it's like a two part a gatefold cover that was across two variants of all of the characters from Millar World up till this point with art by Lionel Yu. It's a gorgeous piece of art, but. I'm not going to celebrate the last however many years of Millar, Mark Millar's stuff. Most of the books that are represented on that cover just made me angry, so I, I can't be asked. MPH is That's surprisingly immodest of him. <laughs> MP, MPH. Well, I mean, it's not all pictures of him; it's the characters from his books, I suppose. Um, MPH is is pretty good. It's a Mark Millar comic, but with art by Duncan Figredo. There's one thing that he's good at, and that is picking really good artists to work with. Um, and apparently he pays them on time and everything, and it's really nice. They get a pretty good deal out of it. Uh, as I understand it, um, it, it's 
to say it's a meal ticket isn't really fair but basically if you do a project with Mark Millar you know that he's going to work really hard to get a film deal for it and stuff like that and that you're going to get a cut of it so it's it's a pretty good deal for any artist working on it and that's my favourite thing about this book um it's a it, it's a fun issue. Doesn't need me talking about it to sell it because people buy these books by the thousand. But it is quite nice seeing Duncan Fagrado. We've seen uh, high speed hijinks thousands of times on TV and in comics, at TV and movies and in comics. Um, you know that effect where everything stops because the people who are moving at high speed can see everything. Yeah. So much more quickly. Um, the best thing about this comic is that is that you get to see Duncan Fagredo drawing that stuff oh, cool. with amazing colours by Peter Doherty, which is really transformative. I love Duncan Fagredo's art anyway, but um, the colour job on this makes it look um, different, but but still amazing. There's still kind of his his some of his trademark figure work and stuff is in there. Um, it's. The premise is quite interesting. It's about what happens when a criminal gets hold of tablets, yeah. gets hold of pills that that give him these superpowers, and he um, he brings in his he gets out of prison in the first issue. He brings two of his friends into the fold. You can kind of see how it's going to unfold already. One of them's his girlfriend. The other one's his close friend. Something's bound to happen in a trio like that. Some character stuff's bound to happen in a trio like that. There's going to be tension at some point. Um, it it didn't in this issue there are slight things there are things that bother me about the super speed the super speed idea anyway um, that only really work with Superman because Superman moves at super speed too yeah um, because the central premise that these characters can move really really super fast and, and experience the world much more slowly is interesting and makes for some really cool visual stuff but I have never understood and this is the case with The Flash as well but I think they've probably explained it in however many hundreds of years of Flash comics they've been they've probably explained how this works but they don't really in this one I don't know how being able to move and experience the world at super speed also makes you able to run from one side of America to the other or um, or to like uh, climb up buildings and jump thousands of like jump miles up into the air and stuff maybe they'll explain it in issue three i don't know i get the feeling in this issue that mark miller is happy to sidestep that with a bit of hand waving it's fine but um i don't know that's possibly the most negative review of something i've done on here in ages actually i'm oh sorry um tell you what when you start reading superhero comics you're gonna hate them <laughs> it's not it it's uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a bit of envy in there. There's a there's a bit of jealousy and envy because um, it, sometimes it feels a little bit willfully dumb. And I know that people just lap that stuff up. I don't know. Part of, part of my problem with it as well, though, is that the conceit of time stopping or time moving very, very slowly is one that is being played with in a much better comic at the moment. Um 
which is Sex Criminals by Matt Fraction and Chip Starsky. Again, another book that loads of people are talking about, so it doesn't necessarily need us to sell it at all. Uh, but the it's $3.50 from Image. Issue 6 came out this week, and it's the start of a new arc. And it's so rude. It's it's written amazingly by Matt Fraction. The art by Chip Zdarsky is uh, just incredible to look at. The color work on it's amazing. It's just it's just lovely. The premise of it is that uh, there is a girl and a boy who uh, both have the power to stop time when they orgasm and they meet each other and they happen to get on and they fall in love well they they don't I'm I'm burying the lead a little bit there Um, they meet each other and they get on really really well and then they discover that they can both do this thing where they go into they've got different words for it he calls it cum world I think she calls it the quiet when they have an orgasm they they slip into this world and when they orgasm together they slip into this world together and the first arc is about them trying to pull off a heist using these powers in that first arc they find out that other people uh, can also do this thing and have set themselves up as sort of police of this great power that has great responsibilities to it in the first arc it was hinted that the guy and I've totally forgotten his name John John that's it um it's heavily hinted that he has um, emotional and psychological problems. Um, they never... I don't. I can't remember if they nail it down in the first arc. This arc, so far, uh, that's kind of what it's about. And at this first issue, it's kind of about what happens after their heist. Um what they got away with, what they didn't get away with. And uh, Susie, that's her name, isn't it, Susie? Yeah. Susie has a new mission. Uh, I call it a mission, but she's got a new goal in her life. She wants to, she's trying to save the library that she works for. And so she's really, she really commits to the uh, fundraising for that. At the same time, John kind of doesn't really have as much to um, do. And then as uh, tends to happen sometimes in relationships, they start to get quite comfortable with each other. And um, when I said before that the, the way that they both get into the quiet or come world is by orgasming at the same time, well as they get more comfortable with the relationship they stop having quite the same sort of sex because people tend to and things start to their their perfect little bubble their perfect little relationship bubble starts to uh, fragment a little bit they've gone from sharing this amazing thing which is kind of uh, representative of the most amazing sort of relationship to suddenly this completely contrasting situation where that, off. that isn't quite what's happening. Um, there's also, so there's loads of really uh, evocative and heartbreaking stuff about relationships in this issue. It's always kind of trod that line between humour and um, humour and heartbreak. And uh, this kind of really amps up the heartbreak side of it. The relationship stuff is really solid and depressing. The uh, 
uh, John at the same time starts to starts to find things getting on top of him. So um, he's been self trying to self-regulate and apparently at some point before the story started he came off all of the medication he was on um, but he finds things starting to get on top of him so he goes back onto medication and that changes things as well and that stuff is kind of quite heartbreaking too um, I hesitate to suggest that it should come with a trigger warning but I was struggling a little bit with it while I was, uh, while I was reading it in Starbucks because it was a little bit heartbreaking and a little bit emotional uh, didn't make me cry though none of the dog comics I read in the last few weeks have made me cry either so I think I'm doing pretty well that's actually. good um, a few weeks ago I talked about the first issue of the last broadcast by Andre Sirangelo and Gabriel Iumazak it's coming out from Archaea it's uh, issued that was issue one of seven this is issue two of seven it's $3.99 but it's this amazingly dense and hefty feeling comic it's the first issue was really weird this issue was a little bit easier to get to grips with because the first issue was playing around a bit too much with jumping around in time and it wasn't clear enough who everybody was at that point or and the art's quite it's written in quite uh and drawn in quite a, a sort of an indistinct and um obscure but deliberately obscure way yeah so having the time jumping around technique thing going as well was a little bit uh, annoying. I, well, not annoying, but a little bit confusing. In this one, it's a lot clearer what's going on. Okay. Part of the problem with the first issue is that you're introduced to two characters who are doing one thing and you don't really know what that's about. And then you're interest, introduced to this other character and his little supporting cast. And... There are a couple of names, uh, historical names mentioned that link the two, but otherwise they seem to be completely separate stories and you don't know how they're going to relate. Right, okay. um, they do kind of, those two stories kind of uh, join up a little bit in this issue. Uh, there's still a framing sequence that's like a, um, the main character wakes up, um, wakes up and he's being treated in this, what he thinks is a hospital room, but there's an FBI agent uh, trying to trying to probe his memory about what oh. happened he remembers oh. <laughs> he remembers that there was an explosion but doesn't remember anything else and then the rest of the story is like what was going on yeah. beforehand so the framing sequence is still there but the actual guts of it are a little bit more linear what's going on yeah. make, makes a little bit more sense which is good because there's a really dense backstory to this um it's it it's subtitled an urban exploration adventure um, and there's all of this stuff. There's this world that you're kind of being introduced to. Of um, it's kind of an underground world, a little bit like free runners and you know gra- graffiti artists and stuff like that. Yeah. There are people who explore parts of cities that have been that are normally off limits, but you know otherwise have just been forgotten. Yeah. Doors, doors that you see that seem to be blocked up, and nobody's been in those buildings or in those underground bits for years. So there's that going on. There's also the main character is also trying to find out as much as he can. He's a writer and also a failed magician, and he's trying to um, find out about this uh, sort of Harry Houdini character who was uh, accidentally killed during one of his tricks, but was also a debunker of um, debunker of spiritualists and stuff like that. The like way Darren Harry. Brown. Hmm? Like Darren Brown. Yeah, just like Darren Brown, only only it didn't die. Um, 
Probably will one Only day. did die. Oh, I don't know. Darren Brown hasn't died yet. That we know of. Mm. Although, he's a pretty spooky guy. I mm. bet if he knew we were talking about it, he'd be working out some way to have made it happen already. Totally. Um, there's also the, the broader mythology in this also starts to bring in Arthur Conan Doyle as well, who was also, I think, uh, friends with Harry Houdini and... Uh, neck deep in the spiritualist world. I think Harry Houdini was trying to debunk things off Conan Doyle was trying to find proof of it. Also played in goal for uh, Portsmouth Football Club. Did he? Yes, he did. Did he actually, though? Yes, he did. I did not know that. I didn't know that Tim Berners-Lee works at Southampton University. Indeed. Don't know how I didn't know that. Um, Clean, stunning. Uh, aside uh, a little bit of extra income. He really should have... Uh, he should have charged someone for the internet. Yeah, he should have. The... As much as I said I didn't like the framing structure or the framing structure was a little bit confusing in the first issue, the thing I liked about the writing is that the actual character work and the delivery of information when it's doing it is really, really good. I haven't heard of um, Andre Serangelo before, but it is a a really well-written book. There was just a lack of restraint to the way it's structured. But... um, but I do really like the writing. Gabriel Iumazak's art is just amazing. There's a, a manga influence to it, but it's kind of a, sort of a, the more fringy. I don't, I don't know enough about manga art to really uh, really explain what it is. It reminds me. Of, it reminds me of the the guy who draws Blade of the Immortal a little bit, but at the same time, the location work it's it's sort of expressionistic and sketchy but at the same time really um, solid the places feel like actual places it's a gorgeous book Uh, I am probably going to be buying all seven of these I think I think it's lovely if you can still find issue one it's well worth it there is a lot of back matter and there's actually this weird sort of code breaker thing on the front page which kept me busy for about 20 minutes before I realised that I'm shit at that sort of thing (laughs) and I just gave up so um, last broadcast, very good. I couldn't say what was my favourite book this week. MPH wasn't my favourite book this week. I can say that for definite. It is really nice to have Sex Criminals back, though. I have to tell you. Cool. Excellent, Thanks, isn't it? Max Barnard, Max Barnard, he's got a lovely voice. Max Barnard, Max Barnard, comics are his choice. Hello, monkeys. This week I'm using a table to support the microphone instead of my hands, so a little less tired a little less panicky. Of course, it helps I've tidied my entire flat today. It looks spotless. It looks lovely. And it's got nothing to do with comics. And I should probably talk about comics and properly because I don't always talk about them properly. Let's see. I think this week I want to talk about the e-reader reading experience for comics. Because this is really interesting. It's like that actually quite irks me. I've given a lot of lip service to the Amazon Kindle, particularly the black and white touch one that I own uh, in recent times, because it's how I read a lot of collected editions. Not Marvel, because of course Marvel aren't supported on the Kindle, because they're published in physical form by Hatchet Publishing, who are currently in a long ongoing dispute with Amazon that almost definitely, definitely makes it look like both companies are pricks. More so Amazon than the other, but we really don't know enough to say anything, so big companies are assholes. Who knew? But anyway, yes, they're not on there, so that's an exception to the rule. And there's a lot of comics I can't read on there. I recently, uh, for this very podcast, for a contribution, decided to read the first volume of the Magic the Gathering comic published by IDW. And 
the speech bubbles are good, but everything else, uh, because it hasn't accounted for the black and white reading experience, is impossible to see. I'm not sure if there'd be a way of dealing with this, like having a special version, whether the production values would match the money made through selling it via Kindle, because I can't imagine they do massively well. Kindle mostly being used to read, like, trashy literature for morons. Oh, I shouldn't make judgments, I'm sorry. But it's completely illegible. Under the brightest light possible, I can make out the shapes, but not really see anything that's going on, which is a shame, because I really wanted to read about the adventures of Dak Faden's Spell Thief Extraordinaire. But... Alas, not to be the case. Where we do have a shining example of uh, what's readable on the Kindle, we turn towards black and white comics. I mean, there's ones like uh, Action Philosophers and the comic book History of Comics from Fred Van Lente and Ryan Dunleavy. They look amazing on the Kindle, and their panel sizes generally being quite square in that. You can go into the panel view, and it looks perfect, crisp, and just ridiculously beautiful. And then there's Manga. Manga's very good. I've, I've talked about manga before, talked about how there's a fair few publishers who do manga available on there. Viz Media are the most prominent, alongside Square Enix and Yen Press. And the problem there with Viz Media is availability. They're weird about their release schedule. They mostly just release old Tokyo Pop, uh, Tokyo Pop titles, which were shite, by the way, on the Kindle on a weekly basis, and then throw the occasional bone of an actual quality book on there. Uh, like, once a month at most. Which is ridiculous. You're cutting off an entire market, which they're not even advertising to. I wasn't aware there was Viz Media Manga on Kindle until I discovered it myself. And it had been there since the end of last year. It's a big deal. It's national manga publication. Like, international even. It's across the world. And they they did nothing. Viz Media are terrible at promoting themselves. And they've proven it again with Kindle. I should talk about that next week, actually. Viz Media and their terrible attempts to make manga uh, sell. Because they're, they're shit. They're really really shit at it. But, regardless, the black and white reading experience, you can read full-page manga comics with no difficulty, because they're very crisp and the words tend to be big and bombastic due to the lettering styles associated with manga. And that's good! That's great! But these colour comics, uh, they just don't work. IDW are probably the biggest criminal for this, because they have such lovely colouring processes on so many of their books. Like, I've seen what the Magic Gathering book looked like in colour. It was beautiful. But, like, the Dungeons and Dragons book, another one with quite dark colours that won't show up on a black and white device. Fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I got the first one with that, that was just about readable. And that's one with high contrast between each thing, it just, it doesn't work in black and white. And again, I'm not sure it is a good way of fixing this. DC are missing a trick here though, because they're, they're on there with miles and miles of volumes. But what they don't include are the essentials, which of course are black and white and would read amazingly. Uh, not Essentials, what do they call it? Showcase Presents. Sorry, Marvel DC crossover in my mind there, but not a cool one. Just, you know, one at all. And they don't include the weird artist edition things, like they had uh, they had Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee's Hush in a pure pencil format in a massive hardcover. They could release that on Kindle and it would read amazingly. But alas, Kindle black and white reading experience doesn't work, and yet they sell on the device, so clearly... No thought goes through into this secondary market that they could exploit a lot more effectively. Even though they think everyone has a Kindle Fire HD, which I don't, because I'm poor. Fuck them. Um, I'm pleased to report that the penciling is pretty much complete there on uh, the four that I'm going to be doing. I've got a fifth template there, maybe I'll, I'll do again, but I'll finish, I'll finish inking those in a second. How's this working for you guys? Yeah, it's great. You're really present. 
I, I know I don't want a present. Thank you. <laughs> the work is reward it's, uh, itself. Thank you. Okay, good. Well, that's nice. I'm glad you're happy. Uh, is there anything? Did anything happen in comics this week? No. Anything? No. Nothing. Um, th- th- I think there was a there was a couple of stories on bleeding cool. Oh, I didn't look at them though, but uh, I know there was some stuff on oh, bleeding cool. Um, Jamie McKelvey this morning uh, mentioned that uh, something that. Uh, uh, was being played on six music was making him feel unhappy. Yeah, no, we're not doing a new one. So what was I, it? Hope not, he, I no. hope, hope he's better. We should do that. What's we're not making doing a new thing. What's making Jamie, Jamie McKelvey feel unhappy on six music this week? That could be our new segment. We've had to let Rob Leefield go. I have to say, we've had to let Rob Leefield go. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob. We're going to have to let you go. <laughs> I have to say, with my experience doing these Spider Men, I am never ever going to knock his because um, frankly my Spider-Men look like they've got baggy socks on their feet they've got sausage fingers and baggy socks okay but maybe that's something you were going for a sort of a Robert Crumb style no not really <laughs> <laughs> um, so nothing nothing happened this week at all well no, nothing I, I look there's been a lot of World Cup on I'm sorry I've had to commit myself to the football this week I'm really sorry listener I love you I love comics um, you know, but I've got a cat and football to watch. It's quite difficult. Are you going to start doing a football podcast? Do you know, funny you should mention that. Um, there's every chance that there, uh, there there will be a football podcast coming in April, uh, e- April, August. Excellent. Yeah. Who with? That's awesome. Uh, a couple of chums at work. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, we should we'll talk see. about that. We're going to um, we'll do a pilot. We'll see how it goes. Maybe. Okay, you're going to do a pilot? Yes. What's that got to do with doing a podcast? Well, we and how does be, the pilot feel about this? That'll be part of the theme. What? He's he's wow. very he's very laid back about it. He's um, you know, he said he wanted it, and I said, "Well, I'm the man to give it to you, then, sunshine." <laughs> Stop wriggling, I said. Let's go fly a plane. We Sh- said. Should we um, move on yeah. really, really quickly? Yeah. Okay. Uh, James, spotlight. can you do your spotlight? Well, you, here, ring this for spotlight. me, James. Oh, ink it. Go on. Okay. You ink them. We haven't promised them like a Jane ink piece that's amazing yeah, so I tell you what I've got another pen Nick you ink the, one the winner can get that one Nick you ink one and all while you're doing a yeah well I'm doing the spotlight these pens are rubbish James they are awful aren't they let me get one of my own I've got, I've got my own oh because yeah, someone's going to get a really good really good one you've got sharpies or something I haven't got a sharpie I've just got a better biro I haven't got a sharpie I tell you what those biros are cheap though I can guarantee that. Anyway, so um, I went to the library some weeks ago now and I picked up three books, the third of which that took my um, interest was called Sam Noir. Um, It features on its cover a samurai sitting atop a um, uh, group of uh, rather dead uh, looking figures. He's lighting a cigarette and looking all moody and stuff. And Sam Noir, the titular character, um, is indeed a samurai but he's also a private eye. Uh, the book itself, wow. yeah, I know, absolutely. What a mashup! Samurai, not private eye, not samurai. Both. He's oh, both. He's shit. a samurai, private eye. Um, it's published by Image on the Shadowline imprint. Um, uh, was fifteen dollars ninety nine back in two thousand and six when this came out originally, and has a creative team of Eric A. Anderson and Manny Tremblay. 
Um, Trembly's a good name. It I is like a it. good name, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's written in a noir detective style, so very similar to um, Mickey Spillane, um, or actually has a very strong feel of Sin City. It reminded me to start start off of a Dame to, to Kill for. Uh-huh. You're right there, Jane. Sorry, I, I need to request a different poem from Nicholas. Uh, is a do you want a, an O three? Uh, yeah, okay. If it's better than Don't muck them up, and I've got to do a funny comment, and I might do a bit more shading. But I think I, I think you'll find I've done like ninety five percent of the work there for you guys. Don't get distracted, James. Anyway, so um, can I just say noir? Yes, you can. Thank you, noir. No, Jane, don't put a willy on him. That's not funny. Yeah, but he's a boy. I need to make sure people know he's a boy. Well, they can tell from all he's the muscles. He's called Spider-Man. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything, does it, really? <laughs> well, it means he's He's not a spider, is he? Can you imagine no, a true. woman in, in that sort of dynamic pose? <laughs> I find it very unlightly. She's not got a butt out. Exactly, yeah. And, she, you, you know, you can't see all her, her super boobs hanging out. Like, unless she was a super, super heroine, you'd super be able to see boobs. her super boobs. What do super boobs do? Have you got super boobs? Well, hopefully they're, they're smaller super boobs than they used to be. Working quite hard in the swimming pool. Well, you like big boobs. I do, yeah, I can't. You're I'm quite done. hard in the swimming pool. Yeah. So it's written in a very heavy... I think, I think this is one of our best episodes yet. I think so. Tell your friends. I think this is... It, no, I, this book... I don't think... I know this book is written in a heavy narrative style that you expect um, from this sort of story. I'll be honest, I, I knew nothing about about this book at all before I started reading it. And it took me a little while to realise what was going on. At first, it seemed like a really weird, flat take on Sin City, set with this weird samurai character in a, in a, in a, in a indeterminate timeline. And then I realised that this book um, has its tongue planted in its cheek. Um, once you dial into it, the the. There's some really amusing, wise-cracking pieces in this. Um, the premise of this is um, the samurai uh, Sam Noir detective uh, is charged with watching over a uh, a female, um, a wealthy female character. Female person, lady, would you human, say? Female lady, female human being, person of female. And... <laughs> Over his time of watching, he falls in love with her, only to see her. First time he ever meets her face-to-face, she turns up in his office and she's killed with throwing stars. What? I know. And I he like knows. That's not, a bit unfortunate, isn't it? I feel like I'm not paying enough attention to this. Yeah, he, he notes that uh, you can't kill people with uh, throwing stars, but he says, tell that to Jasmine. Um, but, of course, you can't because Jasmine's dead. Mm. Um, this leads him to go on a... a, 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 a Quest, I think, is the word I'm looking for, of vengeance. Again, that's why it made me, I think, feel uh, like it was very Sin City There's a lot of vengeance in Sin City. There is. But like I say, it took me a while to dial into the dialogue and how funny it was. There's this scene where he's going after the big boss character of this first story arc, and um, he's confronted by a receptionist. And... um, uh, so and, and and he says this is his dialogue. So then the receptionist tripped the alarm. You'd think that she could at least hide a hot secretary, but this whale, she was wailing and really getting on my nerves. Gen- nice. Generally, dames are my soft spot. As it turns out, soft spots are a great place to stick a sword. As he's uh, 
skewering her fucking hell on his sword this sounds amazingly but, awful but the, so that, that's the sort of type of humor that you can expect are you sure it's tongue-in-cheek from this oh yeah definitely is tongue-in-cheek it's very silly um and that's the, that's the sort of revenge story you get in the first part of this story which is strange enough, but then he decides to get over Jasmine in the killing. He's going to take himself on holiday. So we have chapter two, which is a story Club called... Club 1830. Well, uh, weirder than that. Oh. Um, he takes himself on holiday in the story called Ronin Holiday, where he teams up with a pirate policeman. What? A pirate policeman. Yeah. Um, That's who, an indecisive career check move, is, isn't, isn't it? Really? Just, well, we get a little bit of his backstory. He wanted to be a, a, a policeman. But uh, pirates came to where he lived and killed his policeman father. He became a pirate, became very successful, went up the food chain in the pirate industry, uh, and but then decided to jack it all in and become a copper on the uh, island where Sam Noir has uh, decided to take his holiday. Did he avenge his father's death? Uh, no. Um, so that basically there's a, an assassination plot against Sam Noir. Uh, they have to take out the assassin, who is... Um, her weapon is a rhino. What? Which I think, as far as supervillain uh, weapons go... What's that little noise you just made? That was... Like you're so stressed about the rhino. I am really stressed out about the rhino. Well, the thing is, um, spoilers, so if you don't want to hear about what happens to the rhino listener, um, if you're listening on an iPod, just um, skip forward 15 seconds. Now, the rhino dies. Or almost any other sort of music listening device. Do they all do that 15 seconds skip on? 10 10 seconds. Is that standard now? I don't know, because I've only got an iPhone. Maybe Apple started it, I don't know. Well, they only started the fire. James, we we had a discussion about how many legs for spiders have. You just yeah. gave them as many as you could, really. No, that's eight. If you count them, they no, got eight. No, I gave them eight. You gave them nine no. and a half. No, don't get confused by the webbing. Mine had the right amount. Yeah, they've all got the right amount. There's webbing around it, Jane. But the webbing merged into his... Do you, think, like um, do you think pencilers always get the tracer? I mean, the inkers giving them this sort of hassle. I think I've ruined this. No, I think I ruined it, but I'd be really cross if you have. Yeah, I think you have too. Um, yeah, d- that definitely needed a thinner, a thinner ink line. Definitely. I'm work- I'm still doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the rhino died. Oh crap! Sorry if you skip forward to avoid. <laughs> oh, Jay. Sorry if you skip forward to avoid that spoiler. I, I feel. <laughs> I feel absolutely dreadful about that. I almost fixed this hand, but you've already written Spider WTF hand. Yeah, no, the, the, the hands are, all of the hands have got comments on them. It, it's the whole point. And listener, if you're one of the lucky winners of these pictures, be assured that each of the uh, comments about the hands are uh, entirely unique. Um, so, yeah, in the, in, in the end of the day, uh, all ends well because they solve the uh, crime. It's very Except silly. for the fat lady and the rhino. Well, I didn't say she was fat, did I? She's not. She's quite lean. Nick. He said she was fat. No, he didn't. He did. No, that's the receptionist. Yeah, that's oh. what I mean. He killed the receptionist. Oh, oh, you're saying that those two individuals? Yeah. Oh, I beg your pardon. Sorry. She's fucking right. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was uh, very, very silly, indeed. Um, a surprising mashup. Really um, strange, moody art, all in grayscale. Um, makes the action very hard to to pass at times but for all that it was uh, a good good read and a good laugh which I think really at the end of the day isn't that a tonic that we're all seeking in our lives yes the end 
That was, I think that was good. I don't know, I wasn't really listening. Normally, this is the bit where you're meant to say thank you, James. I'm confused thank about the James. rhino still, but. Well, the, ri- the rhino was a weapon, right? And it was running at Sam Noir, and he ran towards a cliff, jumped out of the way, and the rhino ran off a cliff. I mean, it's. Yeah, but how is he. Oh. How is it a weapon? Yeah. Well, like it runs at people and kills them. Yeah, rhino's a big old. Yeah, thing. I know, but. You think you could take on a rhino as you? I mean, no, that's, I an, I- that's as- an ego you got on you, lady. I just wouldn't use him as a weapon. There'd be better things, like a big bit of wood. <laughs> well, I, d- I don't know. I mean, if you had a rhino trained. A trained rhino. Yeah, yeah but look how it didn't end very well, did it? He jumped off a cliff. Well, I think it depends on the bad the poor guy rhino. and the good guy. I mean, he's on the way down, maybe. thinking, "Oh, well, what have I done with my life?" Possibly, I just became a baddie. It's funny. That's a thought process people. I'm pretty much going through myself at the moment. <laughs> I think um, that's the thought process I'm going through as I'm inking over your penciling. I think Jane Shut might up, have Trace. just ruined hero fiction. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> why do they? Why do they just use a gun? Look, it didn't work out that well. That's true enough. You're both doing a very good job. Well, no, because it's usually the heroes do well, and it's the villains that don't. Of responding to your, um, of responding to your spotlight, or of the inking, um, of uh, how they're spending their lives and their methods of uh, eliminating things. Shall we leave the pencil lines in there as like a little sort of Easter egg? Uh, yeah. You might have to, because I'm not really sure if... We I'm haven't got rubbers, have we? Well, yeah. I've got one eraser, but I'm not sure how... I, uh, there's I'm... a little circle in his head. Am I supposed to do something? Yeah, ink it. Right, okay. If it's, if it's a pencil mark, ink it. That's okay. Do you see the writing? That's a pencil mark, ink Did it. Did you make it clear to Jane that this was supposed to be Spider-Man? Has she just taken all of those lines as, um, as, as like... Mm. Guidelines, yeah. and it's just going to rub them all out. She's, yeah, she's turned it into a unicorn. It's I'm basically Deadpool, and now she's doing writing however she feels like. Well, it. I, I'm writing how I write, but there's pencil lines there for you, Jane, to go over. I didn't realize. I didn't. Think I've I... I've done the Spider Man, not you. Stop claiming it. Yeah, but I think you might have just uh, like no, don't you, write extra stuff. You might just be learning. Oh um, man. You might be learning how frustrating it is to be a, an artist who wah, then has wah. different inkers. Well, someone's going to get one that's been ruined by some some fool writing by Jane on it. That not sausages bit looks awful now. So that's my spotlight. We're just really commenting on each other's uh, work um, as far as the drawing's concerned. Thank you. Um, I think this has been the most combative episode we've had. Well... Well, apparently that we, that we still listen to. Apparently, yeah, yeah. apparently, if we're not present for each other, uh, we get really angry. So there's and, a lesson there. And children. things don't really what? work. That Why who's getting angry? All right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look, not sausages looks fine. Yeah, it does. Oh, I've smudged it a bit though. How? Are, oh. I mean, you this had... rubber really. Oh, to be fair, some of it's still by rare. I went it's, over it. It's, ac- it's action lines. Um, it denotes movement. How, oh god, it's really bad about the pencil. Yeah, well, you. you I went over your pencil. Well, why can I see so much pencil? You didn't really go over it as much as around it. It's got really rippling. Oh, fucking because hell. I'm, awesome. I'm really, really hard to. I'm really put up with. I can't draw or trace. Or follow instructions, Give me that or pen, see spam, very well. Spam face. Here we go. This is like refried beans, though. These have been double, <laughs> double, double traced. Yeah, yeah it you, just tastes like nothing. Yeah, you be careful with these, listeners. Why are you putting extra lines on it? They could make you. Are you what? doing like final details? Now? Yeah. Anyways, um, so what are we doing like next week? Uh, oh no! Ha- hang on. 
Oh yeah, no, no that's, that's next right. week. Yeah, yeah, next week. I'm, next I'm week. hoping. I'm hoping the next week we can we can do a, a proper mom. We won't be drawing or trace. <laughs> we haven't done any drawing, have we? Tracing or over tracing and tracing, tracing and double tracing and trace etrics. What uh, What if this was the first one of these that somebody listened to? Uh oh. <laughs> What are you doing next week, Nick? Um, I was thinking apparently we're going to be looking at sofas at the weekend. Ooh. Not my idea of um, don't. Are fun. you going to go to um, like DFS or what the other place is called Sofa Land? There's a very nice one at DFS that we're thinking about. Um, we apparently, <sighs> listener, we are trying to see what the catch is in four-year financed interest-free uh interest free deals is it literally because i think the reason that business model works for places like dfs is it means that they've got a steady flow of income over 4 years instead of like having just chunks of income and then nothing for really long periods of time i can't but I'm, it feels like there should be a catch so you buy a sofa and then you don't have to pay anything on it for a year and then you have to pay a bunch of small instalments and there's no interest. Um, there must be a catch, mustn't there? It could be that their sofas are more expensive than other sofas in general, so they just get more money back. They are definitely more expensive than somewhere like IKEA, so maybe that's it. Maybe they worked out a long time ago, because all of these furniture places do this, don't they? Maybe they worked out... I've never a... done... I've just bought things outright. I've tended to buy cheap things from IKEA or something, so myself, so... Um, or MFI back when that was like a, an option um, so yeah I guess maybe that's it maybe they worked out well no one's buying our ridiculously expensive sofas because sofas are ridiculously expensive when we uh, when we ask them for all the money up front so maybe this is the only way that we Do can stay open deposit down uh, no, oh, okay. it's it's very weird. I mean, I guess they know where you live and stuff, and they've got enforcers. I think. Fascinating. I think, I think that um, I don't enforcers. Think, I don't think you want to get on the wrong side of DFS enforcers. Uh, what? Oh, what else are you doing? Is oh. that vibrating bad news? I don't no. Know. All right. What okay. else are you doing? I uh, if it's anyone, it's probably Spinal Tap. Bad news were a bit of a knockoff. I think given. Um, that today was the day they put one of the members of Bad News to rest, mate. That's a really poor day, taste joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I did I do respect for someone who's died wrong on a momcast? Yeah. Um, How do you sleep nights, you monster? What else am I going to do? Um, I don't know. I feel like my wife will have booked something, but I can't remember what. I'm hoping I'll get to sleep that's something I'm really hoping for. I've been getting like eight hours a night for two or three nights this week, though, and it just makes me feel... I don't know how the rest of you cope, because I feel like shit. I kind of feel better after Probably four hours. because we, we're used to getting the right amount of sleep, so our body's adjusted, whereas yours thinks that it's uh, like four... Th- three days ahead of itself because you've had lots of sleep maybe i feel hyper aware when i've only had four hours sleep but i feel it's not good for you nick not good for you no i read an article that tell that told me that like just a couple of nights of that little sleep um immediately starts to do damage that you won't get out of your system for about eight years or something i'm terrified wow okay that's not good that's like 
That's worse than swallowing chewing gum. Um, James. That stays in your gut for um, at least 80 years, chewing gum. James, what are you doing at the weekend? Uh, watching football. Is it like the candy equivalent of LSD then? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, watching football, I don't think I'll cut the grass, do a bit of gardening, um, listen to the radio a bit, maybe read a book, um, try and bond with my cat. Um, he's lovely. Um... Uh, play with my daughter. I have her jump up and down on my spleen. Um, spleen, yeah, mostly, yeah. Um, and try harder to draw well. Okay, I am going to be. Um, what are you doing, Jane? I am going to be. Um, I'm going to be preparing for Life Art Steve's birthday next week because I won't oh, be yeah, on the show next up. week because we're going for a fancy pants dinner in the evening. Oh, nice. yes. Yes, it'd be good. And his mum's taking us, so it's a fancy pants dinner with mum and Alla, mom. Alla parents. Um, Alla? I don't know. <laughs> Alla's parents are coming. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. They're really lovely. Um, Is God and Mrs. God? Yeah. Oh, I can wrap up the show. This is weird. This is like being a kid, you know, left at home by themselves for the first time. Yeah, take it but home, Joan. Absolutely. You're going to set fire to uh, the brand new sofa you got at DFS. You're not sure why it's paid the way it is um okay ready how's it going yeah good uh, <laughs> thank you contributor thank you listeners listener you're lovely sorry about the drawing you're fucking nailing this Jane, I tell you. <laughs> sorry about the drawing um but yeah it's gonna be worth it for someone so uh, like james which which someone the <laughs> one who gets the one by michael georgie yeah there might be a spare one as well you never know everyone's <laughs> gonna be if you want it one. you let us know um and tell us how this went for you listener thank you stop shut up and thank you to nick and to james oh happy birthday to my mum for today as well just in case oh, she's listening wrong podcast is it likely that she'll no, no no there isn't a podcast where it's okay to say she's 70 today um, oh well i hope she isn't listening for her own sake and um yeah we're gonna go now so uh <laughs> bye-bye bye what <laughs> I'm just trying to trying to work out 
at how long I have to leave it on balance before I start trying to get healthy. In terms of my like my mood cycles, I'm in uh, an up but um, unpleasantly bossy, um, assertive. Is that what that was place. about then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'll drink what I fucking like. You're not the boss of me. I'll drink what I like. I'll drink what I like. I'm Nicholas Pappas. I'm also, honestly, I could have bought a bottle of water. I needed something to drink. I could have bought a bottle of water, but that would be worse for my soul. Spending, like, more than 70p on water. That's That's been distilled through mineral rocks over thousands of years. I don't care. Okay. The people who were bottling it didn't distill it through mineral... They weren't there for the whole thousands of years. They just got there. Yeah. So they didn't do any work. Why am I having to pay money for it? It's there. It's like well, nature sows the seed. They have to bottle it. They yeah. have to distribute it. Well, they don't have to. They choose to because they can make people pay for mm. it. Why are you being so horrible? I didn't realise I am. I'm just, <laughs> just talking. I'm just Hi, doing Jane, talking. How are you? Hello, Good. I'm right. Yeah. Make a fucking podcast. I'm ready. ready what number are we on? Uh, two, four, three, I think. Does that sound right? You've got an internet device yeah, right, you're right there using in your it hand. For something else. Well, no, I can I can totally appreciate that. It's like when someone says, why don't you just Google's right over here? Let me Google that for you. And you're oh, kind of like, Look, There's nothing I, I like more than when someone asks a question on Twitter and then someone replies back with uh, www.google.com. It's like, sorry, I thought you guys were my friends. Yeah. I, figured, I figured you might be a little yeah. bit better than or, Google. Or you could spin it. I trust you more than the internet, but not anymore. Well, that's exactly it, isn't it? It's like mm. fucking really... Why, got, why are you drawing stuff? You'll find out. I don't, yeah, because it looks like I haven't... Do you know why he's drawing list. stuff? Yeah, I know why he's drawing mm-hmm. stuff. All right, so why don't I know? Because uh, you didn't listen to Is it for the competition? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but why are you drawing it now? Because uh, he hadn't drawn it before yeah. now. Oh, okay. <laughs> 